I don't know what order you want to talk about things here. I guess we should probably talk about episode one first. I don't know. Uh, that would be <laughs> Desperate Households. Yeah. I'm fine talking about that first because that was like the most uninteresting one we've <laughs> probably ever watched. Yeah. Okay. So season three, episode one, Desperate Households. This one is about Julie from New Jersey. Um, she's reporting that she's being watched. She's hearing banging sounds. She's smelling fire. And she's seeing the apparition of a older man in a white sleeping gown. Um, and uh, the team is here. The team is here to wildly speculate slash help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't do a ton of helping. I think in all three of these, they don't really do that much. They do a lot less help, help quote unquote, helping than they normally do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first line uh, note here is that, like, you know, she describes this this man in a white sleeping gown, and I wrote, "Why do ghosts only wear black or white?" Like, whenever someone describes a ghost, it's always like they were in a white gown or they were in a black gown. That those are the only color options. <laughs> Yeah, it's very stereotypical. Just... Are ghosts are ghosts in black and white like a black and white movie? Or... No, ghosts are in fool's gold. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we'll get to that. Um, I also noted. Um, so Julie says that the ghost has been also turning handles in her house, and that it's hugged her son. Yeah, which doesn't sound horrible. But it's also an old man, so I just wrote pedo ghost question <laughs> mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I put it, it. She's describing a wizard. <laughs> I thought that would be kind of cool to be haunted by. I was like, thinking more of like a Scrooge. Like ooh, yeah, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, they also interview. <laughs> no, what were we saying? There is there is kind of a, a running joke on the internet where, like, imagine you're, you are the past or the future that Ebenezer Scrooge goes to, mm-hmm. and like the ghost of Christmas future or whatever is describing how horrible your life is to somebody, and then they just disappear. So that <laughs> would be funny if this was that scenario where that was like past <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge was the child or something. Oh, maybe, yeah. Huh. That's a good theory for this one. Um, I also really like they interview Julie's friend Patty, um, who I guess they're saying is like Julie's main support person, even though Julie's like married. I, I don't know. Patty's the main supporter. But for some reason, Patty says, I just thought this was funny. She says, yeah, people don't believe in ghosts unless uh, it bites them on the behind. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. Um, there also is another paranormal investigation team that's involved here, like the Paranormal Investigation Society of North Jersey, and they show some evidence uh, to Ryan and the team. Um, so they have an EVP of, quote, Native American language, uh, unquote, and they also have a video of a, quote, head, unquote. 
The reason why I put these in quotes is because neither of these things seemed true to me. It's just what they said when they were showing um, garbled audio and also like a video of nothing. <laughs> yeah. And you say you say quote Native American, but they do they do interchangeably use Indian a lot in this show. Yes. And it was it was a different time kinda. Um but I, I was super hyper aware of that because you were aware of that in the first episode when I said Indian burial ground, referencing poltergeist, which yeah, says it's an Indian burial ground. Well, yeah, that's like, I think you were like referencing like the trope, which is in like the movie poltergeist. So that that is what it's called in the movie. Yeah. But here there are some just old white guys just like throwing that word around. Sure. Yeah. So I, all I'm saying is you can't cancel me because I was... I was just saying it because Poltergeist said it. Yeah, no, that was clear to me. But yeah, they did. <laughs> they did show what I hate about this show is how amateurish the editing is. Yeah, because they showed that video of the the quote unquote disembodied head or whatever. Um, but instead of just showing the video for us, they taped the video with their camera playing yeah. on a screen. I was like, I can't see shit. Like, what are you guys talking about? They do that like every time, even when it's their own video. Yeah. Even when in one of these episodes, they're showing the evidence to one of the the homeowners. And it's like this little teeny tiny preview window in the top right corner of some program. Like, just full screen it, man. You got that's just a video. Yeah. Yeah. Unprofessional. Yeah, now that you point that out, I yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because it is being edited in the sense that like they're putting all these stupid jump cuts in where like sometimes they like cut and they have like a spooky sound or a spooky image. Like remember we were talking the other week about like how they kept using the doll heads. Yeah. So they're doing some editing that's like clearly um like the audience knows that it's edited, you know, like, you know, sometimes editing is like more subtle where it just sort of feels like this is naturally what's happening in the story. But there's very obvious editing to create like atmosphere. So it doesn't make sense. It's just like a lazy, a lazy thing where they don't want to like get the footage or, you know, probably most likely the footage isn't showing anything. So they don't want to show it, you know, up close. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right on that second one. Yeah. Um, so they bring back our main girl here, Psychic Michelle, Mm -hmm. um, and she was the psychic from the Underground Railroad episode, uh, with the sword. Yeah. (laughs) In case you don't remember. I do, Um, I did realize this episode, uh, what she, because she looked so familiar the entire time, and I realized today that she looks like Tasha Yar from... Star Trek The Next Generation, probably meaningless reference to you. I don't think you watch Star Trek. No. She does have a Matrix vibe. That yes, was my the, opinion. Because she's always too. wearing like a trench coat and... Sunglasses, yeah. Itty bitty sunglasses, yeah. Um. So Michelle comes in, she says there's a male presence, and then again she keeps saying that there's something underground, underground. Um... So maybe she just says this at every investigation. Maybe it wasn't an Underground Railroad thing last time. Yeah, that's just maybe her thing. She's just in tune with the, the underground. Um, but she says that it's Native American related and that something 
is buried in the yard and she points to like a specific place and she says that she thinks bones are buried there. Um, so they send Elfie down to the firehouse to talk to the fire chief uh, for a reason, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess he's the closest thing to a local historian. Um, he says sure. that there were, there were, you know, some fires that caused deaths in that area, but also that there were rumors of, um, that there were Native Americans buried on Julie's land, um, and that these were dug up when her house was built, when they were building the foundation foundation and they were reburied in her yard. Um, one note I have about this scene is Elfie, um, has like an accent. I can't really place it. Like I, I think it's like a regional accent, um, but they keep like subtitling her. <laughs> I didn't see the subtitles. That they, I did they, notice her accent though. Yeah, they sub like she's speaking like she has an American regional accent, and they keep subtitling her. And I'm like, I can clearly understand what she's saying. <laughs> oh, it's not that hard to understand. No. Yeah. Um. So then they go and they interview the former owners of the house. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally, 100% haunted. Um, we call the ghost Mr. Riley. <laughs> and they're like, is there a reason why you do that? And they're like, oh, because Mr. Riley was, like, the builder of the house. Um, so we just call him Mr. Riley. Um, also, yeah, totally, like, we also heard that rumor about the bones. Uh, but, you know, we never did anything about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then Very they bring responsible in- people. Super, they seem like chill with it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's Mr. Riley. Like, I don't see what the problem is. Like, you know, this is New Jersey. Every house is haunted. Sure. <laughs> so then they bring in the, the new technology that they're going to be using, which is like this like ground surveying equipment or like ground I don't penetrating know scanner. Thank you. Um, so basically, they scan the ground and they put all these flags and they figure out that there's something underneath the ground that's like a circle with a point that's pointing north mm-hmm. and they decide okay they're gonna try to like dig this up and figure out what it is so it shows them digging and digging and digging but they are so like weak and bad at it that they only get like two feet in one part and they literally this is what happens they literally just stop digging because it's hard and then decide let's just try to communicate with the spirit instead yep that's what (laughs) they do they like destroy their yard are too like weak and bad at digging to like actually find what's on like the you know scan so they just say this is hard let's just try to talk to the ghost instead (laughs) let's stick to our strengths (sighs) um so then chad is here um and chad has like a uh has stuck out in my uh i don't know like i never really noticed him before but in these couple episodes we watched for today uh he stuck out to me as someone who's very obsessed with shadows so mm. Chad's like the shadow guy. So he's um they're doing the, you know, communication part and Chad starts screaming like you know, get up here, Ryan. There's ghost um there's shadows big time. Big time, big time, big time. Like he says it like <laughs> a bunch of times um about this shadow movement. And I just thought that was really funny because in one of the other episodes he also like acts the same way about shadows. Like um it's just kind of funny. Uh, then they get some video of a closet opening that I guess is creepy. Mm. 
And that's the end. They just are like, you know what? Let's just uh, bless the house because she's Catholic. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. The, you blessed the house, but you did remove like two feet of dirt that might have been keeping ghosts in. So, well, and also Even like Stevens gra- probably. Grass isn't like easy to grow. Like, I know my mom would have been pissed if I dug up the yard like that as a kid. Oh, like, curious, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, that's kind of like bullshit that they like dug up the yard, probably didn't put it back or try to fix it, and also like just got too lazy to even like find the source of the problem. Yeah, it was a pretty healthy looking yard too, especially if you got kids. Now you have a bunch of two foot deep holes in your backyard. Yeah. Um, Also, the little like, you know how they have the words at the end that say what happened after they left? Mm-hmm. It says that Julie started a neighborhood support group for hauntings. Because I guess yeah. the whole neighborhood's haunted. <laughs> yeah, that... It like, seems like something like, that it's should AA be larger for, than a neighborhood. It's AA for ghosts. Like, how many ghosts could there be on that one street? Uh, apparently enough for a support group. Yeah. So. I got barely any notes about this episode. That's... I, I, they always say that it's it's creepy walking through the house, but it's like, it's creepy walking through a stranger's house. Like, you just get a kind of creepy vibe when it's not your house and you're walking around in the dark. Yeah. And uh, the, the door, the closet door opening, probably somebody opened another door in the, the another part of the house. And just because there's a dozen people opening doors in a house, it probably just, like, swung open. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one more thing about the support group. What, you know how every episode of Haunted was like an intervention? What if that was the support group that Julie started? I like that. (laughs) Okay, that's all. (laughs) Um, okay, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the Fury next i think okay that's good because uh if i'm gonna do this one i this is the one that i wrote all the names down (laughs) this is the story of kathy and her husband farmer uh which is a nickname i I guess his real name is steve but he doesn't like steve so he goes by farmer Mm -hmm. and uh they uh have a house out kind of in the woods and they are feeling general presences, uh, and the the daughter, Carly, and her sister, Hunter, seem the most affected in that they are uh, having kind of premonitions in the forms of dreams that seem to, to come true. Uh, she had a dream that her mother was burned, and then shortly after, her mom was lighting the fireplace and had third-degree burns all over her body when it exploded. Uh, and the team just tries to go in and uh, find out where the the ghosts are coming from. Yeah. Um, So my first note here... Oh, you left out that Farmer saw a creature. He did, yeah. Um, And also that it threw a knife at his foot or something. Yeah, I assumed we were going to get to that. <laughs> but, Just giving an overarching kind of plot <laughs> But my note is that Farmer got so freaked out 
by this creature that he sleeps in the driveway. They did um, mention that at one but, point. But they mentioned it like real cash. Like just like, yeah, he just sleeps in the driveway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said they're just like, okay. <laughs> and it's always uh it's kind of weird when you when you see someone like Farmer buy into it so much. And I got the same thing with uh the haunted church with like Ronnie and everything. Yeah. Uh when it's like a working class dude. Uh, I tend to believe it a little more just because, like, they're clearly not, like, looking for attention or anything. They just want to get a job done or live in their house. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it seems like uh, Kathy is, she's, like, you know, she doesn't like it, but she wants to stay in the house. Um, And things just got a lot worse. Oh, my God. Can you hear him? No, I'm wondering if I if it's if I should let him in or not because he's like really screaming. Hold on, let me just let him in and see how that goes. Okay, we're we're leaving this in, I guess. As always. <laughs> okay, hold on. Dude, what is your fucking damage? Okay, so I shut the door for five seconds. You have a whole house. Live your life. Why do you need me so much? Oh my god. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> no, now he's running around <laughs> the room screaming. What was I saying? Oh, um, yeah, so basically Kathy's like chill, kind of, about everything. But then like things got a lot worse when Farmer moved in. So it seems like very related to Farmer. Oh, okay. This is a bad idea. It's gonna be our best episode ever. <laughs> Can you please just why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's talk about how they hire a sketch artist for the ghost that farmer saw. Okay, we can start there. Because <laughs> I, I guess they're gonna make a wanted poster. I don't know why this was the thing they did. Have you seen this demon? Yeah. Wanted. <laughs> Just dead, I guess. Dead it or also, undead. It's like not even spooky what they show. It's like a Star Wars looking character. I thought when they started talking about Native American stuff that they were going to go with the skinwalker angle. Um, which is always... I mean, skinwalkers are kind of creepy sounding. So that would have been nice, but they didn't. They just... They don't really mention it all that much. Yeah, I don't know why they had the sketch artist. Like, that was just so bizarre. And then Ryan, like, then the next, like, weird thing that happens is Ryan goes into Carly's room. She's the one that's having the, like, dreams that are kind of, like, premonitions. Mm-hmm. And he starts flipping through one of her notebooks, which he says is her dream journal. Yeah. I, I'm guessing he just made that up because there's no evidence whatsoever that it's a dream journal. And it's mostly just, like, scribbles. And he keeps saying... I can see my name. Like, see, it says Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. And Sergi's just like, I don't see anything. And like, it definitely d- doesn't say Ryan. It's just like random scribbles. Like, he's so narcissistic that even these random scribbles, he's like, it says my name. Yeah, I use the word narcissist in my notes too. <laughs> it, it literally, it, it's just page after page of scribbles. She was probably playing a game or something where she was pretending to to draw. 
Yeah. To write. Because, I mean, she looks like four, maybe five. She probably can't write yet. And then they tell, they say, so basically, like, around her premonitions. um, So they say that, like, she dreamed that her mom was going to get burned, and then her mom did get burned. But that seems like a pretty, like, normal fear for her to have when they have, like, this wonky-ass fireplace situation, which is, like, how the mom got burned. Yeah, and it's like a gas fireplace. Like, that's how she got burned was, like, lighting the gas fireplace. Um, Which I did note that that sucks to get burned by one of those, but it's not ghosts. It's pretty easy to just, like, hold the gas button down for too long and then just release too much gas and have it explode. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that, like, it seems like they have been doing a lot of renovations and things on the house, and I think, like... Children are taught to be afraid of fire. So I just feel like it would be normal that she would think that the fireplace is dangerous. She was probably taught that the fireplace is dangerous, especially when she's lighting it. She's probably the little girl is probably taught to stay away when it's being lit. Um, So I just don't really think that this is evidence of a premonition. Like if you have a dangerous ass thing in your house and you have a dream that like something dangerous happens with it. That's, like, natural. That's, like, just having a nightmare about, like, a very real danger. And then the other premonition that she has, which has not come to be, is that a tree is going to fall on Farmer, which I thought, I was like, oh, that's creepy. And then later on, we find out that he's a lumberjack, and he literally, like, fell, like he fells trees all day. Right. So, like, okay. Like, she probably just, like, found out that he's a lumberjack. <laughs> like, I don't it's, know. He he's... does it next to the house in the in the show. So she's probably seen him chop down trees before. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just thought all that was kind of like weird that they even brought that up and went into it because they like never bring it up again. And it's like, doesn't become relevant to like, you know how they always like bring up a bunch of theories and then they decide what's the true theory they're going to go with. Like this one's not (laughs) it. Um, Yeah. And also if you've ever had, uh, like with the child's probably experiencing is deja vu is like, she just kind of thinking that she had dreamed something that she didn't actually dream in mm-hmm. terms of the fire stuff. Mm-hmm. So she probably didn't even dream that her mom got burned. Her mom probably got burned and then she thought back and was like, oh, I dreamed that, but probably didn't. Yeah, or maybe she had nightmares after her mom got burned. Like, Yeah, just mistook it. Four-year-olds are... Their brains don't work real good, so... They make so, shit up sometimes. <laughs> so, also, in the episodes that we watch, this happens twice. And I don't understand why. Like, it is mm, never... I'm it, glad you noticed. I know exactly what you're going to say. He asks Elfie to just go and, like, scout the land in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I'm just like why is Elfie the one that they're always sending out into the like is she like a freaking like eagle scout like what like that's never established like why in the hell Ryan would ask her to do that alone and she would agree and here's Uh, the thing I asked the same question I'm like that's really strange why would they do that and Elfie always comes back with something mm -hmm. yeah she came back this time with an arrowhead yeah uh, Elfie, just normal person, can find arrowheads in pitch darkness. <laughs> what the fuck? 
well, maybe she's not a normal person. Maybe she has I, abilities or something. I don't. Be, I believe in Elfie's uh, eagle eyes more than I believe in ghosts. That shit's <laughs> supernatural. Yeah, yeah, no, and also like that. She's just like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, totally. I'll like run around these haunted ass barrel ground woods by myself. I'm down. Like someone who 100 percent believes in ghosts. Like, I'm sorry, I don't even take the trash out at night by myself in my suburban home. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just thought, like, what the fucking is this? Oh, God. Uh, um, because of her name, all I could think of was the scene in Lord of the Rings where Aragorn asks Legolas what he can see with his elf eyes. <laughs> And Elfie probably has elf eyes. Mm. The evidence is there. Yeah. Um, I also, they have Chip in this one, which I was delighted by. Um, And Chip gets out of the car. He always has something sassy when he first gets there. And he gets out of the car and he goes, you sure bring me to some interesting places, Ryan. (laughs) And they're in West Virginia. So, like, he basically is saying, like, where the fuck am I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. There's nothing really exceptional. He says that there's something at the foot of the bed. He brings up water, building, wood cutting. He does confirm that. He does say that one of the girl's hair was pulled by the ghost, which was true. They had established that earlier. Um, and he also said, he also says, the goal of the ghost is to destroy the house. Wait, I've been corrected to destroy the home. Hmm is kind of creepy like i like it when he i like the combination of chip's sassiness and then also when he's like trying to be really spooky and serious but you still can't take him serious because he's just like i don't know just such a like jovial guy that even when he's like trying to be spooky you're like okay chip (laughs) it's a very distinct and fun personality that chip has yeah um and then so Elfie, you know, finds this arrowhead and they're all talking and the dude that like the historian dude is there, right? When they're talking about all the Native American burial grounds in this area and Ryan asks him, uh, would they be like mad that the house is here and that this family is here and the, you know, expert guy or whatever, he says, well, I mean, it would be hard to tell because they're gone. Like, you know, we can't ask them. And uh, Ryan goes, you mean their human form is gone? Mm-hmm. And the historian's just like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> just rethinking his decision to be on this television show. Yeah. So then they decide, okay, let's do our, like, ghost confrontation thingy. And Farmer just starts acting, like, super weird and aggro. And I just wrote that, like, Chip kind of says this thing, like, you know, oh, this is the paranormal event. Like, the fact that Farmer is getting so aggressive is the paranormal event. Like, it's, like, agitating him. But he's also, like, sort of rolling his eyes at Farmer, which is really funny. (laughs) It's very hypocritical of Chip. I put that Chip's overreacting as getting uh, contagious. Yeah. Um, so Ryan decides, okay, let's uh, go get a Native American shaman's opinion. Um, so he brings the historian didn't work out. He wasn't legit. Let's go yeah. for a shaman. Yeah, they did. They fired. Well, I think the historian after that like question was like, you know what? I think I'm done. Um, so yeah. they bring out a shaman, um, and he says that there was uh, there's like a river there, and um, 
there there was a flow to the river which makes it like a sacred place um, and that's why there's so much burial near there however the river had been dammed which disrupts the flow of the water and that's the problem that's basically why there's so much like spiritual unrest in this area is because of the man-made dam um so then they have a discussion with the family and they basically say like yeah you know the spirits uh they're always going to be here because of the disruption of the dam. Um, but most of them are going to, you know, there are benign spirits. So just like, you know, don't let it bother you when like small things happen. However, there could be like some bad spirits. So we got to banish the bad spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so then they, they decide to burn sage, which I just noted is kind of ironic. I don't know if that's the right word or maybe it's just insensitive because Actually, like burning sage is kind of frowned upon um, because it's being like oh, it's like over harvested for people that are all like ghost hunty or like, you know, metaphysical. And that is like bad for the environment, but also it makes it like harder for Native American uh, people to access it who actually need it for like spiritual rituals. Um, so it's actually like a shitty white person thing to like burn sage against native american people um so i just thought that that was like especially like you know kind of i don't know like what's the word um like they were just being really oblivious in this like in in doing that is i guess what i'm saying but yeah as if we couldn't get more insensitive (laughs) yeah um and then i actually made a note here that i was kind of proud of them they bring in a child psychologist right at the end um to talk to hunter and um and carly uh, just like about Carly's dreams and just like he's just like, yeah, I just introduced them to a child psychologist to make sure like they have someone to talk to about that. Um, and I'm so curious if that relationship with the child psychologist was like an actual normal relationship with a mental health professional who was like helping them or if they, it, that they had actually had that child psychologist come in to like tell them that their premonitions are real and like ghosts are real and they had filmed it, but they just didn't have time in the 20 minutes. Like I was just, cause they kind of made it seem like they just brought it, you know, they kind of paid for the kids to get therapy, like because they needed help, but that's not what this show does. Um, so I was just kind of like, hmm, what the, what's this guy going to say to these kids? Like, you know, obviously it happened off camera, but yeah, the know. fact that they didn't show it helps me assume that, it's a legit child psychologist. I hope so. He didn't look like the other ones. Remember how I said they all look the same? Yeah. He looked different, so maybe he was the real deal. Yeah, if he had told them that um, the ghost was a soul eater or something, then Ryan definitely would have put that in the show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's move on to episode 14, Lady in White. Uh, do you want to talk about why you nominated this episode? Well, I wanted I wanted to see if there was any crossover between the Lady in White in I think our first episode. Yeah. Um, there wasn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> why would there be? Yeah, and also like the um, just to mention the other two were chosen by an algorithm, but I yeah, was just... I was delighted. I thought they were pretty good. Like in terms of like, I had plenty of notes. Fury was pretty good. Desperate Households was bleh, kind of boring. Yeah. Um, so the Lady in White, this takes place in North Carolina. Um, and brothers John and Dave, they have inherited some family cabins. 
Um, at first, it's kind of confusing because I was like, do these brothers like live in this cabin together? But there's actually two cabins on the property. Um, and they are feeling cold chills. They feel watched. They hear footsteps. Um, doors are opening. Beds are shaking. Um, this is also an inherited property. So their parents and their grandmother had said that it was haunted. Um, and they said that they had saw they saw a lady in white. Um, his sister-in-law, Barbara, also reports seeing um, a lady in white, um, kind of like walking up and down. There, there's like a nearby path. So anyway, my first note is that these cabins are some beautiful Airbnb properties. I don't even know why they're trying to live here. Like, just rent that shit out. Um, that shit is really popular in North Carolina. Like, cabin rental as like little weekend getaways. So um, yeah, That does sound nice. Problem solved. Rent that shit out. Um, another thing that's really delightful um, is Ryan is sick. Uh, so <laughs> Sergi's kind of running things. <laughs> I love that word for it. Delightful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, we get very little. Um, like, first off, Ryan's not there in the beginning. And then when he does show up, he's like not really involved. And Sergi's kind of running everything. So this episode's like way more tolerable than the other ones. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so my the next thing I have is just about Chip. I don't know if you have anything before that uh ryan not being in it um the lady <laughs> in the white peeps in on somebody using the toilet i thought that was funny <laughs> um and yeah now i'm up the chip yeah we, we pretty much got everything yeah so chip's back i love chip um so he says that he sees an old woman and he sees a man pacing that has a nasty attitude um and that he has like a patriarchal vibe about him he also says that there are two bat two there have been two deaths on the property and that he sees a woman yelling and blood um the the first thing that chip does and i have this in my notes is he he comes in and he says something like super vague mm -hmm. like just like i have a bad feeling here or something and ryan asks can you elaborate and chip just has like the most offended look on his face it's like, no, Ryan, I'm doing a whole bit. We've done this like a billion times before. How are you not getting this? I also think it's just that like Chip genuinely hates Ryan. Like, they don't that... seem to have a good relationship. <laughs> and this is why of all the psychics that they have on the show, including Lorraine, I think Chip is the only... If there is such a thing as a real deal psychic, I think Chip is the only one because Chip hates Ryan. And it's almost like he has had a premonition of what Ryan is to become. You know, it's like he has some bad, like his relationship with Ryan actually makes me like believe he's the real deal. <laughs> well, I did look Chip up the other day on Wikipedia and Chip is, I think, the only psychic on here that was like totally discredited on some kind of radio show. Really? Which does make him a real psychic. That's a rite of passage for psychics. Well, and also, like, that could be because he had a spinoff show, Psychic Kids and stuff. Like, maybe the other psychics just... Like, first off, Lorraine is very old here. Like, her heyday of fame was around the Amityville horror yeah. haunting. So, like, her critics mostly were around that time period, and they did a lot of, like, TV and radio. 
Um, and then the other psychics, like, I've never heard of these people before. So I think Chip is kind of the only one that, like, went on to have a sh- another show afterwards. That makes sense to me that he would have gotten, like, some more criticism because he has, a, he, you know, essentially, like, got more popular, you know? Yes. Um, and I did, I was going to save this for the end of the show, but I did also find out that Chip will do a psychic reading for, I think, $100. What? Over the phone. <gasps> oh, my God. So maybe Let- maybe your birthday will get you a chip coffee psychic reading. What? No, let's pay him to be on the show. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think it would be more fun to just get him to do a cold call psychic reading. Well, let's do that. Do you think? He- let's do that and ask him if we can record it. Yeah. And then, and then later, like when it's over, we'll tell him about the podcast and then see if he wants to be on it you know he will not be excited about that why we have nothing but lovely things to say about him not about his psychic abilities we love him personally what i just said i thought he was the real deal i think his psychic abilities are bullshit but i think everybody's psychic abilities are bullshit so i don't know he's better than the sword lady in terms of like Mm, saying shit that lines up that is true Mm. well anyway that is, I can't wait for my birthday. <laughs> um, so <laughs> anyway, oh yeah. Okay. So we're recording a podcast. So um, anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they get some footsteps. They were doing, you know, their investigation shit. They get some footsteps recorded. Um, and Ryan's like, well, we have to make sure it's not animals out here. So the way they make sure is they just, like, check the cabin for poop. And then they mm-hmm. say, well, there's no poop. So there's no way there could be any any animals here because there's not poop, like, under the bed, which is where the poop would be. Which I just thought was so funny because it's, like, I've lived in houses with mice before and stuff. Yeah. And, like, they don't just poop, like, out in the open. They normally, you know, will, like, poop in kind of... Like, you'll find it behind some furniture or something, you know? In corners. Uh, Yeah, and just kind of... Yeah, like, I just kind of thought that was sort of dumb. And then they interview the former owners of the cabin. And they say that the house was... So the house was... Before they bought it, it was previously owned by this man, Jesse, and his wife. Um, And that Jesse abused his wife, Nancy... And um, the former owners, they could hear him walking, pacing as well. So this like this pacing angry guy, it's like connected, right, to like what Chip said and also what the um, John and Dave reported. Um, So that kind of all lines up with like, you know, basically they're lining up that like Jesse is going to be the ghost. The walking Um, ghost. Yeah. Yeah. The The, the lady in white, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Lady in White, that kind of is getting dismissed um, at this point. The um, eponymous Lady in White is the background character. <laughs> so, um, also, Chad gets super pumped about them capturing, quote-unquote, a moving shadow video. Again, he's the shadow guy. Shadow um, Chad. And then shadow. they send Elfie to the woods in the dark. Uh-huh. You want to take and it from again, here? again, she gets fucking results. <laughs> How? <laughs> Elfie, how can you how can you identify specific minerals in the, the pitch black? What the how? 
I want Elfie's spin-off geologist show. I don't know. Like, Jesus. Holy sh- Elfie should be the star. Also, let's just note too, like, like crystals and shit have had like a, they're popular right now, but like when this was filmed, this was kind of like weird that she knew this. You know, it wasn't like just common knowledge for like every single person that is in any way alternative to know like everything about crystals. Like it is kind of like baffling that not only does she like know stuff about um, different types of like rocks and, and elements, but that she can like identify them <laughs> and find yeah. them in the dark. <laughs> I mean, I knew what pyrite was a, like at this time period, but um, I don't think I would be able to identify it in the middle of the night in the woods. So she finds the way um, that Elfie can. Yeah. So she finds quartz and fool's gold. And then um, she says that quartz is like a conductor, uh, um, so that it is like relevant to to paranormal activity. And then they interview a geologist from the uh, Boston University. A quote unquote geologist. Yeah. Who knows? It could just be like their cousin, but they say mm-hmm. it's a geologist. Um, and he, he says, wouldn't be on video, by the way. They they play the recording of the audio, but they never show his face. Yeah. Well, I thought they were on the phone with him. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, because like they did a video call with the last expert that we saw. Yeah, because he's in North. They're in North Carolina, and he's in in Boston. Um. So he says that uh, quartz can cause like when there's large amounts of quartz in an area, it can cause um anomalies in the local magnetic field, and therefore it can be related to haunting like activity. Um, and then he says, which at first I thought he was kind of saying, like, I don't know. Like, I was like, is this like a science thing he's saying that, you know, because sometimes they say, like, it can be related to thinking your experience and haunting. So I was like, oh, is he actually confirming it or not? And then he says, but quartz can, like, capture memories and replay memories. And I was like, what? Right. What? Yeah, no, I remember reading a peer-reviewed article about that. It's totally legit. Yeah, I mean, I took geology in college, and I don't remember that quartz can replay memories. I don't remember that from it. Um, so, basically, they decide it's a rock ghost. They totally yeah, they... dismiss the lady in white thing, and they basically say that the memory of Jesse's abuse or whatever is like replaying because of the quartz. And the solution is that they just have to continue to make new happy memories so that the quartz replays their memories instead. Yeah. It's a rock ghost. Yeah. They jump on that really, really fast. (laughs) I just want to clarify that North Carolina has quartz freaking everywhere like Mm -hmm. any house you're gonna like just find quartz like you know in your yard any hiking trail it's all over the place there's tons of quarries it's very normal so the way that they're acting is like this is such like a bizarre phenomenon and this is clearly like why this place is haunted but they don't know that like that's just what North Carolina is like. It's just like, you know, in other places, you know, where it's like normal to have pine trees or like whatever. It's like it's just normal to have quartz in North Carolina. Um, and yeah, it's just like <laughs> if if quartz 
causes ghosts, then all of North Carolina is severely haunted. That's all I have to say about that. Yep. <laughs> Rock ghosts. That's gonna they be look the so proud of themselves, too, as they're explaining it to the, mm-hmm. the two guys. I liked it, though, because you know how in the previous episodes I was complaining that they just picked the, like, weird personal family trauma thing to latch on to? I like that they're just like, well, let's just uh, let's do a rock ghost, you know? <laughs> Why not? That's yeah, better than blaming it on children. Yeah, they. I don't think they blamed any children. I mean, yeah, I think they basically oh, just... Oh, they had the opportunity to, too. Yeah, they blamed Native Americans and g- rocks. <laughs> Yep. (sighs) Well, any closing (laughs) thoughts here? I was just going to say they tried to blame Native Americans the first one, but they they got tired of digging and then they just gave up. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, I don't have... I I think we're ready to move away from Paranormal State and... I got to say, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Me too. So let's do some research. We'll surprise everyone with, with what we're going to watch next week. Um, and if you have suggestions, you can email them to thisghostsucks at gmail.com. Um, preferably, I would love reenactment show suggestions because I feel like there's so many paranormal investigation shows that are easy to get access to. But I feel like reenactment shows are like, they're always hard to like find you know yeah very limited access yeah like it's like you can find like the titles of them and what they're about but it's actually hard to like find where to watch it um because there was just like a era of like when they were really popular and they were just like on these like you know on television and then they just kind of poof disappeared um yeah so that's what i would like our recommendations for reenactment shows with some advice on like where to find them you know legitimately where to you know where we pay money for them (laughs) yeah and if chip coffee is listening to this uh you know we love you i believe in you please be on our show (laughs) i don't but i I will be cordial (laughs) enough if you're on the show and you know what we don't even have to talk about psychic stuff, Chip. We want to hear the dish on Ryan. Like, are we speculating or did you guys really have a bad relationship? Like, tell us the tell us the tea, please, please. <laughs> That's what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, I guess that's all. Mushu's finally calmed down since I stopped, you know, I'm about to stop recording. So perfect timing. Yeah, I'm hoping my audio comes in through. There's uh, a party right outside my window, and I thought I could avoid that kind of thing by living on the third floor, but I guess not. You sure you want to tell them you live on the third floor? Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) I know the approximate altitude. (laughs) Might be too identifying. They're going to get you. Um, yeah, there's also a party outside my house and Crazy Cat and I was running the dishwasher. So who freaking knows this one's going <laughs> to, it's going to be some, it's going to be interesting doing the audio editing for this one. <laughs> yeah, I might, I, I'll just give mine a listen and if I can hear stuff in the background, I'll, I'll equalize it for you. Yeah, eh, that's whatever. I'll figure it out. Anyway, I'm going to stop recording now.